Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and we got another special show for you today. I said we. Hmm, what does that mean? Yes, I have asked my friend Heather Dobson to come back and co-host this episode with me. Heather, how are you? I'm great. You introduced me as your friend, but some might wonder if I'm your probation officer. Well, listen, come on. I thought we weren't going to tell people that. (laughs) Seriously? Cow. I've done so well over the years hiding that, and then you just Your throw it out there. Like, the I'll just have to edit that out later. Uh, no. <laughs> She's joking. I'm not on probation anymore. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Heather, how are you? I'm great. Thank you again. I'm excited, excited, excited about this episode. Yeah, we got a really uh, killer episode lined up. Why don't you, uh, let's jump into it. Why don't you tell everybody what we can expect? Yeah. So today we are talking with a very dear friend of mine, Marie Peck. She is the founder of the Fetch Foundation based out of Cave Creek, Arizona. And uh, that is an organization that's doing some really cool things for dogs and animals and first responders and military. And we're going to talk about the Fetch Foundation origin story and what they're doing. And we're going to share a story from Marie, which involves her son, Austin Peck, a surprise Arizona firefighter. Uh, Do they have a website? Yes. uh, TheFetchFoundation.com. All right. So you guys are already listening to the show right now. Which means you're already online. Open up another browser and go check it out right now while you're there listening. There you go. So Marie, thank you for taking the time out to chat with us today. Oh, I'm absolutely honored. This is so much fun. <laughs> so Marie, Marie and I go uh, many years back, and some people may know that I have an amazing service dog. His name is Joker. And Joker was a gift to me from the Fetch Foundation through their Homeless to Heroes program. And what Fetch does is they find rescue dogs and turn them into working dogs. So potentially search and rescue, maybe service animals, maybe uh, emotional support animals, um, and and the ones that, that don't have the drives to be able to work, they become pets. And the recipients are generally people like me, military veterans, first responders. Um, We have some cool stories about where some of the dogs have ended up. So, Marie, I wanted to ask you a little bit about what were you doing before Fetch Foundation? Actually, I was a professional photographer in the Phoenix area, and I was making lots and lots of money. So I decided that that's not a good idea. And, at, and I was also a search and rescue handler for Maricopa County and for FEMA. And I ran a canine that was purchased. But I also realized that there were dogs out there that were being trained. were never going to make it. These dogs, somebody paid five to ten grand for this dog. They're never going to make it. And I, while doing search and rescue, I realized that there's a better way to do it. So that's what I was doing. I, I was a photographer before. And I still take amazing images, but I don't get paid for it. Yep, that's true. She does take amazing pictures. <laughs> so when when did you start Fetch Foundation? Uh, uh, it was 10 years ago this, this February. Yeah. So it's how about a, that? 2010. Yeah. Wow. 
been around for a while. She has a, yeah. a great, great facility up in Cave Creek and rescue dogs come from all over. She's developed such a powerful network where if people identify a dog in a shelter somewhere, even, I mean, the pound, and they see some kind of uh, potential skill, they contact Marie. And Marie's had dogs flown in. She's had them trucked in. She's had them curried in. I mean, <laughs> like you, yes. whatever it takes to get a dog, she's going to get it done. We have an amazing network now to get these dogs to us safely. And we will never put an animal underneath an airplane, but we have private planes that'll come and, and, and bring us a dog. Yeah, I, I've been very fortunate to, to be a part of that. Um, there was a golden retriever that came in on a private plane a few years ago, and Joker and I went as part of the welcoming committee. Um, and where do you remember where that dog has gone now, Marie? Oh, oh yes, that dog is with Gabriel's Angels and uh, visits schools and other facilities with kids at risk. Yeah. So and this is a, he was certified within a year. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. So I, I want to tell a little story about the dog that came from, and I'm not revealing his name yet because it's so funny. Um, there was a dog that, um, the owner had passed away and, um, the dog ended up going to best friends animal sanctuary in Utah, Kanab, Utah, of which Marie is a big contributor and supporter. And they contacted Marie and said, like, we see something in this dog. Like we see some kind of behavior, uh, positive behaviors. And so Marie, you want to tell the story of, of how you got that dog and where that dog ended up? Well, Best Friends has a program called Canines with Careers. And thank goodness I'm very dear friends with the, uh, with the gal that started it. And she and I met with the dog and we couldn't put our thumb on it, but usually you can when you, when you meet these dogs. There was just something about this dog. He was very kind. He was very calm. And he, he was a beautiful black lab. So we brought him into the facility and we had him here for about, oh, I'm, I'm not kidding, maybe five or six days when we got a phone call. And who was that Toledo. phone call from? <laughs> it, it was from a Toledo Fire Department that... Uh, the battalion chief was telling me that there was a terrible arson fire and they lost two of their own. And that department wasn't getting over it, especially the station that those two worked, you know, that, that were actually at the fire when it happened. And she wondered if maybe a therapy dog living in the station would help. And I turned to my right next to me and there's a dog named Smokey. Honest to God, the dog's name was Smokey. Yep. And there, we all knew, we all knew we had chills. We had one of those moments and we're like, oh my God, that's where this dog's going. And he was, yeah, I mean, he was placed, he went, he flew first class American airlines and he was placed. Oh my gosh. Are we talking three, four years ago? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. And he was even there through the court case where they put the bad guy in jail. He was there every day because those firefighters had to relive it every day during that case. And, to say that he wasn't, uh, he, he was amazing and he knew exactly what to do and he's still doing it. Yeah. And so think about this, Adam, this was a dog that was abandoned. I mean, the owner had died and the dog, I think taken to a kill shelter. Yeah. was taken to a kill shelter and somebody recognized 
something in this dog and, and, and took them to, to best friends. And so this is really the driving force behind the Fetch Foundation is that there are so many dogs in shelters, yeah. in kill shelters at the pound that have the drives and the skills and the capability to provide services across a, a, a spectrum. So I got I got I got a couple of questions because I have two dogs myself that we we got from uh, a, a rescue shelter that when they were pups, and I absolutely absolutely love my dogs. How first question is is how you know first off thank you for what you do. Question is how uh, how long did it take then to to train these dogs i'm i'm assuming and correct me if i'm wrong but do you have to train them before they go out to wherever they go absolutely um every single dog is different we get them at different ages we try to get them between six months and 18 months and now we're going as as old as as three years for our therapy canines uh i can have a dog here that I think my husband's going to leave because the dog won't leave Uh, for search and rescue. But the dog's got such amazing drive. He just has to grow up a little bit. Or I can give that dog to a veteran search handler or a veteran police officer that has trained his own dog before and let him start the relationship and start the training. Uh, So it is different for every single dog. We've got a couple here right now domestic violence situation this dog was literally driving around in the car with the woman beautiful black lab and she said i can't go home and i usually don't take dogs like that i like to evaluate them so i don't get you know so we don't put all this time into them well this dog is freaking amazing he's going to be a firehouse dog as well thank goodness right here in our own community he does need to learn a few more manners because he thinks he's cute but (laughs) he also he also has skills that I've never seen a 12-month-old puppy have. So we we are blessed with these crazy, awesome dogs. How, how many dogs... I'm sorry, Heather, one other question. How many dogs would you say that you train a year? Like, is there an average? Or um, I know I it's probably to, hit or I miss, but... Yeah, I have to keep tabs because, of course, we're donation-driven right. and we go for grants. So last year, we put we put our name on 28 dogs that were placed, which is fantastic because we are a small pod of amazing humans uh but the year before we only did 17 now we put 111 dogs through the program and we get a lot of failures we do i I don't want to call them failures we get them we, we have a lot of washouts because we are the dog's advocate if that dog has any fears or we've just decided the health isn't correct because we do an amazing health workup on them. We'll just find them a great home. So that was a pretty good number last year. So I want to, I want to point out, I think we're, go ahead. ahead, You know, go ahead, Marie. How many are you on track for? So so far we're 14, but these are, these are pretty, not just, you know, therapy dogs that we hand off to, people who go into hospitals and such. We're talking about incredibly talented, trained dogs. Uh, medical alert. We have uh, diabetic alert dogs out there now. I was kind of scared about that. That's life or death. But we decided to do it, and they're they're working miracles. They really are. 
So Marie has this uh, great network of trainers who she works with and different trainers train for different jobs. Right. And, and I want to be really clear here on the dogs that wash out of a working dog program, go to become pets, go to become companion animals, and uh -huh. they are placed in the absolute best homes. And a couple of things to keep in mind here. One, the dogs are given to the recipient, whether it's an agency or a person, a search and rescue, a service dog, medical alert dog, they are given to that person free of charge. Yes. Wow. It does not cost the recipient any money. And to that end, Fetch Foundation operates 100% on donations. The, they you don't are, even have any paid staff. Yeah, they are completely run by volunteers. One of the reasons why I know so much about Fetch is because I also happen to volunteer with Fetch um, yeah. and, and have been part of some really, really cool stories, evaluating dogs. And, and we have a dog that... Um, Fostering. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I five foster, do all kinds of stuff. But, you know, we have a dog that the way the dog came to me and I called Marie and said, I think that this dog is something really special. And, uh, we ended up, I drove her <laughs> to Texas and she is a live find search and rescue okay. dog for, um, a team in Texas. So, and, and these are dogs essentially that nobody wants. And so this is a, this is like truly, truly meaningful, powerful work that has a generational impact that that Marie is doing. That's amazing. So I, I, I want to remind people that <laughs> this is done strictly on donations. But there's another we, we do a great job with. Um, uh, OK, we don't do a great job. We do a job with <laughs> grant writing. We just don't have a grant writer. And every grant we have ever applied for, they think we're fabulous. We just don't have the time. I, yeah. my fingers are in the fur. That's what I say. We, and when I get my trainers here, I'm not going to ask them to write a grant. I yeah. want them like Heather to use their talents to train these dogs. So we're going to, we're going to grow up someday and we're going to find a grant writer. <laughs> so if there are any grant writers out there that are listening, uh, here's a great volunteer opportunity for you. Um, I want to shift uh, just a, just a little bit because uh, Fetch also has another program. So that's the Homeless to Hero program that, that focuses on uh, these dogs. The other program is called the Fido Bag Program. And this is such an important program that so many people don't know about. I'm going to let Marie explain to you what is in a Fido Bag. But I will tell you this. If you have ever seen a news story where a fire crew is at a house fire and they are using special equipment to save or resuscitate an animal, that bag is very likely a Fido bag from the Fetch Foundation. And the Fido bag program started because I come from a fire family. I have a brother that's a fire chief. My son was a firefighter. I have a sister-in-law. I have so many nieces and nephews. When they come and they tell me, told us stories about they tried to save the animal, but they didn't have the tools. That's crushing. And most of us are dog handlers for, for search and rescue anyway. So we created this bag right here in the, in the Phoenix area, actually in Glendale. And we have fine-tuned it to just have animal-specific stuff in it. But we make them for search and rescue. We make them for canine officers. They're quite different. Those guys have to have drugs in there, like Narcan, to... It, 
their dogs are in a totally different situation than a pet that has just been through, you know, smoke inhalation. We're trying to get every one of these, get a bag. Every station in the nation is our little tagline. We've got them going all over the United States, and it's rocking right now. And we are getting our donations in for that. Not really, uh, because we had the wildfires. And when those firefighters see, when they get to a home and people could not take their animals with them, and there was an evacuation and their animals are left at home, we pray to God that those firefighters had that that O2 mask, and, and if they need it. So we have passed out thousands this summer all over the Southwest. And that's something I never really really thought about was the wildland firefighters yeah marie what's a pretty cool for, huh? yeah for a for a standard phyto bag that is going to go to a, a fire engine what is included in that bag it, it's really pretty simple the, the most important thing is that o2 mask mm-hmm. it'll fit the muzzle of a cat a dog there are different sizes we don't do it we do the great big one you could shove a whole cat's head in there if you have to to get that seal that's the most important. Then we have gloves. We have, we call it a critter bag because cats don't want to be saved. Um, <laughs> we, we even had somebody put, you know, iguanas in there because they couldn't pick up, the firefighter could not pick up the, the aquarium. It was so large. And he literally grabbed him by the tail and put him in the bag. Uh, there's leashes. There's, there's this great big tube of lube. Are you ready for that? Um, it's in case, there's a, in case there's a burn or maybe a car accident, there's road rash. You put that on the burn and wrap the animals in transport, and that won't stick. So we have this huge tube of that in there. We have bowls. We have leashes, which are used way more often than anything else. Um, and the bag is a super high quality, the same stuff that they have their equipment in. We found that guy. We begged and pleaded, and we've got a screaming deal on those bags as well. Um, and, and that makes a difference that you, you know, go, get, go to get your equipment and it hasn't been pierced inside, you know, the truck. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else is in there? What else is in there? There's an uh, instructional, that's the smallest bag. Instructional video. Oh, yes, too. absolutely. There's a, there's a, a DVD in there for instruction. And it, it gets it down and dirty. It'll, it'll talk about drugs and intubating and CPR. And these these firefighters, they really dig it. They they want to know. They they want to save all family members. Yep. There's even a, a and then case. there's the canine officers. Yeah. There's a case here in, in Phoenix where the Fido bag was used to save a family duck. Yeah. They used the the O2 mask, the oxygen mask to to revive a, a family duck that had been involved in a. Uh, house fire. Bee stings. He was, yeah, he was stung by hundreds oh, of bees. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was the bee. Yes. Yeah. 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 And they shot him up with Benadryl because they have it on the truck. We don't have to give it to them anymore. They have it on the truck and, and they save the people first. And then they realized that this goofy goose decided to get involved and they saved him too. Yeah. So Adam, did you, were you aware of, of this? Like this is life-saving equipment for the animals that we care about in our, in our homes. Where is Adam? What city are you? Well, I, I actually, I commute back and forth. Presently as, as we are recording this, I'm in Pennsylvania. Um, But I I, I do spend a, a lot of my time down in Arizona between Phoenix and Tucson. Yeah. 
So that's what we were talking about, Marie, is, you know, how we got to make sure that Adams, uh, where he lives, it's all volunteer firefighters. And so I said, I guarantee you they don't have a, a Fido bag. They don't have the budget. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they don't. The they don't. Yeah, I've yep. talked to the local guys here, and they and they and they just don't. They don't have the budget for it. And right, Heather, and to go. So we send them. Yes, to Heather, to go back to to your question. Did I know about stuff like this? I knew of of training. I didn't know of the organization that that what she's doing. Um, and I'm almost ashamed to say that. Out well, I I knew to a sense because knowing you. Um, yeah. Prior to that, though, I I have thought about doing training for like my dogs. Uh, exactly. and stuff like that because it, it, God forbid something was to ever happen mm-hmm. you know you know my wife's a nurse we have we have stuff for for us and we have some small stuff for you know our, our dogs but nothing to that extent of hey you know how do you resuscitate the dog if, if the dog's out and CPR or, or, yeah. and how to a choking yeah. dog like what's the, what's the proper rate yeah and so like what's what's the proper way to do all that stuff. And and yeah. that requires training. Yeah. So canine CPR or a canine first aid is a, is a course is, is a certification course that you can take. And, and I think that like, I love raising awareness about that. And then also like these bags, Fetch Foundation, again, donates these bags to the fire stations, to the canine officers, to the search and rescue groups. It costs them nothing. Fetch operates off of donations and then make sure that they get those bags in the hands of those those first responders and search teams who need them. And if you, you know, Adam, it's really easy for you to go, hey, I want to donate X amount of money because I want a bag at my local fire station. You can you can request that. So, Marie, what's the what are the costs of the bags? The the simple uh, I, I shouldn't call it simple, the essential bag for the fire department for a fire truck is 125 and sometimes we'll get a huge donation from someone fire station will call and say we've got a donor and i'll say guess what i'll 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 double it because we have this donor we don't hang on to our money we don't hang on to our equipment we want we want everything out there today we're having uh five search bags 11 canine officer bags and oh god i think they're like 26 fire bags delivered way up on the, you know where Mojave County is Mm -hmm. north of Arizona. And somebody donated a chiropractor up there, donated all of this. And amen. These people are going to be totally covered now. So Fetch Foundation is a nonprofit. So all the donations that are made are a um, tax write off tax deduction. And I have a vested interest in Fetch uh, because of my own dog, but, but because I also really, really believe in the work that that Marie is doing for the dogs and for uh, providing these Fido bags. That's amazing. Yeah, it's I'm telling you, we could we could talk for for days about about fetch. Um, I do. I uh, so so for those of you who are listening, don't forget, you can go to the fetchfoundation.com is Marie's website. They're also on on Facebook and learn about the Homeless to Hero program, learn about the FIDO bag program. You are able to learn about Fetch as a whole and make a donation if if you see fit. Um, I do wanna take a little bit of a, a turn moving away from Fetch Foundation and having a conversation that I think is an extremely important conversation to have at any time. 
there's a couple of um, dates that are important here. One is 9-11. Uh, as we are taping this, 9-11 is, is right around the corner. And, um, and we just had a significant anniversary, uh, Marie did. And I wanna give a little bit of backstory of this. Marie's um, oldest son, Austin, uh, was a firefighter in Surprise, Arizona. And several years ago, he was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer that forms in the sinus cavities and fought brilliantly and valiantly until August 31st of 2019. Now, what I didn't realize when Austin was going through his battle is two things. One, that there is a high prevalence of firefighters who contract cancer. And two, that very often this cancer is not covered by workers' comp or by, by uh, occupational injury or anything like that. So, so these firefighters are losing their lives because they can't afford the medical treatment. Um, and, and so I really, like I have just admired the entire Peck family going through this and raising awareness for this. And, and Marie, I just, I really want you to tell the story from here because you have been, your entire family has really been embedded in this and has made tremendous strides in Arizona for awareness on this. Well, and if folks want to see uh, some pretty powerful video, we have it on our Facebook page and I'll post it again, uh, not just of the anniversary, but of Austin's fight. When you hear Austin and there was another uh, firefighter at the same time fighting, talk about how they're fighting insurance when they should be fighting cancer. And you, they, they show the families that, that are going to have to live on without the benefits because they, they wanted to know, they actually asked him this, which fire did you get the cancer in? They, they asked questions like that. It's, it's, it was outrageous. But the great news is, I want, always want to come back to that, is because of Austin's cancer and Austin's fight and the power behind my brother, the fire chief of Scottsdale, and my husband, things have changed in the last three years. You, can, you wouldn't recognize fire stations anymore if you went back three years ago. They have to have two sets of gear. They have to have a clean cab. They have to get into a clean cab. They have to decon before they get into the cab now. All of that has to come off. This is going to change everything. It, it really is. I mean, we, we watched the 9-11. There, I mean, there, was, there was nothing we could do for those police and fire at that time other than take care of them once they got the cancer. And they, you saw recently, last year, the fight that they had to continue to take care of these folks. And there is a, a doctor here in Phoenix that is doing scans, doing uh, beginning scans to see how people are doing. Unfortunately, she found seven young men and women with cancer in these, in these scans in the last year, right here in our community. So that, that they're all being treated. Let's jump on it now. If they had found Austin's earlier, who knows? But because of him, things have changed. Mm -hmm. That's something we can live with. Yeah. I just I, I want to continue to, to to raise awareness for this and and to t to tell the story because it's just shocking to me and I don't I don't think people understand what that means if you're 
um, if your cancer, if a firefighter gets cancer and it's not an occupational injury and that firefighter loses their battle with cancer, then that family does not get the benefits that they would get had the firefighter died in some other on the job type injury. And, and this is absurd it, it, and it's, unacceptable. It's, it makes me angry hearing this. It's one mm -hmm. of the reasons why, you know, Heroes Media Group, we, we support our community heroes, firefighters, first responders, and, and, and so forth. There's no reason why these firefighters uh, that develop this cancer while on the job, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that that's what happened. You know what I mean? A sinus and, cancer. And, 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 yeah, the that, and, the, and the fact that, and the fact that people, the, 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 the fact that other people have the audacity to even question that is, is quite frankly, just, it's appalling and, it, and it's offensive. Right. And it, it spans the range of the insurance companies and the cities that are yeah. making well, yeah. those and I mean, decisions. you got to hold these yeah. you, you got to hold these city people accountable for for because ultimately, and, and you're right, the insurance companies have a lot to do with it uh, as well. But I think these these city people should be like, hey, if if you want us protecting, if you want our community here as protecting the city that you're running, then give them the tools and make sure that they're protected. <laughs> yeah, make sure they're healthy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they to recruit people. And in the back of their minds, they think, well, they're not going to cover me. This is police and fire mm -hmm. and military. You have to know that you're going to be covered if something should happen. Well, well you should, happening, and, and as you it should really be, is. you should, they should be. It's, it's no different than like the, hey, use the military as an example. You know, even when you get out, the VA, you're supposed to have benefits through the VA and stuff like that. That doesn't always happen the way it's supposed to. No. But, but you know, that it, there's... Absolutely no difference why why these community heroes are not being covered. It, and it's shameful that there's people, and I hope that there's city leaders that are listening to this show. Shame on you. Shame on you for not making, for, for not protecting the people that are protecting your city. Shame on you. How you sleep at and night is, 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 yeah. It is changing. And, 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 it, and it, hopefully it continues yeah. to change. Right. I get and fired why, up with stuff like that. I'm sorry, but that's yeah. that is just no. Don't be sorry, oh, I, Adam. I, I want you. I want you to get fired up, and that's why I wanted to talk about it today. And I do know that Austin's fight and um, the, the the Peck family and extended family has really worked hard to make sure that Austin's death was not in vain. And like, I just I want to know from you, Marie. What what can what can we do to continue to to spread this message and to ensure that Austin's legacy, you know, Austin's legacy is forever. How anyway. can how can people get involved? Um, they have to go to their city council. They have to. And, and it's so obnoxious. It's so obnoxious to go to those meetings. Um, you first you go to your fire department and you ask them what what they have is. Are they going to be covered for any cancer? Because they like to pick and choose which cancers. Uh, and that's that's what we have to do, and we're going to be doing it for years to come. Not sure anything's ever going to happen with Austin's case, but his department is changing right now. So, okay, these are his buddies. 
and it's Goodyear Fire, not surprised, but Goodyear. Oh. But surprise fire has come around as well. Glendale Fire Department here is a huge fire department. Yeah. There was a gentleman that had cancer, yeah. and he, he, his was not covered. And that, like you said, Adam, that city, all they had to do was turn it around. All they had to do was say, here's our blessing, and now it was covered. Goodyear hasn't done that yet, so we're going to fight it. And who's it going to cost? It's going to cost us. Um, but More than what you've end, already lost. It's costing you more yeah. than what you've already lost. Yes, but it, it, we look at these other firefighters. We went with them yesterday, and we celebrated Austin. And it was, it, it's a feeling in a mother's heart. I'm looking at them, and I'm telling them, Adam, I'm not telling them. I'm, I'm thinking it. Who's next? Which one of you is going to be next? And I can be tough, but let me tell you, you get me in front of those guys and gals that worked with him and fought with him, and that's all I can think of. Who's next? It's it's truly it's powerful, and it's a story, Adam, that that we need to continue to tell, and continue to to raise awareness about. And you know, I'm passionate for for first responders, regardless. But I now have a, a special interest in this because I care very deeply for this family, and I want to make sure that that this doesn't happen to anybody else. And that's exactly the way the Peck family is approaching this as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Heather, it's, I want you to give me her information offline uh, with this, so I can stay in touch with her, and then I'll we'll work something out where HMG does something. And, and ensures we have statistics. Her, so. I'm telling you, my husband is so educated in this now that he has statistics that will blow you away. Um, so if you need any of that information, um, he's he's got it and he's passionate about it. It would give him something to do again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Marie's busy with the dogs, you know. <laughs> she, she's busy with the dogs. What can I give my husband? I, he, I need him to do something. Can you do this? Yeah. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> oh, yeah. Let me give you a job. Oh, I'm good at giving everybody jobs, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. Marie, I, I mean, I just, I love you. You're one of my closest friends. I have watched from afar um i mean adam this is just the most amazing family to begin with i mean i just have always wanted to be adopted into the family because they're just so freaking cool to begin with and to 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 know marie and to know her husband and to see how passionate they they were before all of this happened with austin about a variety of things and and now there's just this continued fight and this continued love and support that they're showing the the firefighter community. And I, I just want to be able to support that in any way I can. Well, and Adam, I surround myself with Heathers. I, I'm no doubt. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm uh, sorry. Powerful, <laughs> powerful, wonderful humans that are positive. Very. We have had enough negative. Yep. I can't do that. I can't, I cannot waste my energy on that. Nope. And I'm pretty darn good at getting rid of the negative. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, you, you've definitely, and that's why I surround myself with, with Heather is, is, uh, she, she makes you level up. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> yes. So. yes, that is true. It's a two way street <laughs> all, all the way around. That's for sure. So. 
Marie, we, we, we have to wrap it up. We're, we're, we're at that time. Marie, thank you. I'm sorry, Heather. Let me interrupt here real quick. Marie, I, I want to, I just thank you so much just for, for taking time and, and sharing your story. Uh, and your family's story and everything that you do, I will definitely be in touch with you. And I, I hope uh, you definitely have an ally here with me as well. Thank so. you so much. Thank you so very much for sharing our story. We'll just keep singing to the choir. <laughs> yep. So don't All forget. Right, you, you guys have it. In, yeah. Yeah. Fetch Stay Foundation. Out there, please. Yep. yep. The fetchfoundation.com is the website. And, uh, and also, we're real active on Facebook, Heather. Yeah. Yep. Don't Much forget more to go. On Facebook. Yep. Okay. Check them out on Facebook because they do post uh, stories related to Austin and also stories about the dogs, where they've come from, where they're going, uh, some while they're in training, all of all of that kind of stuff. So, uh, the Fetch Foundation on Facebook as well. Awesome. Thank awesome. you thank so you, thank much. You. Absolutely. Thank you so much, folks. That's all the time that we have. Today, uh, before we let you go, make sure you check out Heroes Media Group, our parent company. Simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.